Well, hello and uh, a very warm welcome to you all to day two of our daily prayer podcast for St. James and St. Peter's. Uh, This is Ruth again. It's nice to uh, have you with me. Um, I'm going to be focusing a little bit today on uh, the hospitality industry and those people who I know are struggling at the moment. Um, I used to work in the hospitality trade before I was here in in the Oval and um, I know that there are friends of mine who have either lost their jobs or are going to be losing their jobs. So that's heavily on my heart today. So please pray for those people in your in your prayer time over the next 24, 48 hours um, particularly. And I'll probably return to it again next week because it's having such a very quick, vital impact on people in the immediate. So let's pray together. So join in with whatever you can and whatever you know, you'll get to know this over the next uh, few days. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Hear our voice, O Lord, according to your faithful love, according to your judgment, give us life. Blessed are you, God of compassion and mercy, to you be praise and glory forever. In the darkness of our sin, your light breaks forth like the dawn and your healing springs up for deliverance. As we rejoice in the gift of your saving help, sustain us with your bountiful spirit and open our lips to sing your praise. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. So at this point I'm going to continue with my reading of uh, The Man Who Planted Trees by Jean Giorno. So this is section two. Chapter 2, I guess. I had to move on, but after walking for five hours, I still hadn't found water, and there was nothing to suggest I was going to. Everywhere, the same dry land, the same tough grass. Then I thought I could, set, I could see a little black figure standing upright in the distance. I took it for the trunk of a solitary tree, but on the off chance, I set, to, set out towards it. It was a shepherd. Thirty or so sheep lay resting on the bank on the baking earth nearby. He gave me a drink from his flask and then, a little while later, took me to his fold, which was hidden in a hollow. He got his water, which was delicious, from a very deep natural well, over which he had rigged up a rudimentary windlass. He had he, he said very little. This is common in people who live alone, but you could tell he was sure of himself and confident in his self-possession which was surprising in such a dismal spot. The place he lived in was not just a hut, but a real house built of stone. You could see where he had patched up the ruin it must have been before. The roof was strong and kept out the rain. The wind in the tiles made a sound like the sea on the shore. Inside the house was tidy, the washing up done, the floor swept, the shepherd's gun cleaned and oiled. His soup was cooking over the fire. I noticed now that he was freshly shaved, that all his buttons were sewn on firmly, and that his clothes were mended with such minute care the repairs were almost invisible. He insisted I should share his soup, and afterwards when I offered him my tobacco pouch, he said he didn't smoke. His dog, as silent as he, was friendly without fawning. It had been agreed from the outset that I'd spend the night there. The nearest village was still more than a day and a half's walk away. Moreover, I knew what they were like. The rare villages did, 
the rare villages one did come across in that part of the world. There are four or five of them sparsely scattered over these slopes, buried in thickets of holm oak, where usable roads petered out. The villages, the villages are inhabited by charcoal burners. Life is hard there. Families crowded together in a climate as harsh in summer as in winter, seethe with conflicting egoisms. Ambitions swell to wild proportions among them. So desperate and unrelenting is the desire to escape. So I'm going to read a section now from Isaiah 35, which just seems quite apt today for me to read. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. And now a prayer of St. Teresa of Avila. Let nothing disturb thee, nothing affright thee. All things are passing, God never changeth. Patient endurance attaineth to all things, who God possesseth, in nothing is wanting, alone God sufficeth. So let's join all our prayers together by saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So finally, may God our Redeemer show us compassion and love. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So thank you for joining me today, everyone. Uh, if you'd like to send in a prayer or anything, then please do so. Uh, you can do that through uh, Facebook or you can do it by sending me an email or a text message. Do get in touch. Many thanks and many blessings to you all.